Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Bam. We are back. Zero Weakness Powerlifting Podcast, sponsored by Establishment Coffee Co. Go to establishmentcoffee.com.au. Use the code ZERO25 for 25% off and free shipping on your first order. We're back. We are going to talk about today thinking outside the box, critical thinking when it comes to either analyzing your own training, reading new information about training on the internet, um, if you're a coach when it comes to taking your approach to coaching, um, thinking outside the box, thinking critically is going to be a very important skill uh, to ensure that you're approaching things with something that makes sense to you and not just regurgitating what you hear, which is really, really, really easy to do. Um, this podcast topic was suggested by Rick, big Rick at Ground Zero here. Thank you, Rick. Let's talk about this. Um, it comes back to something that I talked about in one of the um, early episodes, I think one of the first or second episodes that I ever did of this. I talked about the idea of imagined realities and the concept of imagined realities is basically like the framework that we have developed in as, as people in this day and age is surrounded by these imagined realities. Like think of law, think of the government. Uh, these things don't exist in, from a biological standpoint. They don't matter. They don't, they're, they're nothing. They're things that we have created, we've, we've conjured up in our imagination, and then we believe in them and we trust in them and we use them. They have, play a very important role uh, but we use them without much question. We accept that they are there. Um, they are there. There's no higher power that's decided that they're there. We decided that they would be there. Um, but because we've grown up like this, because we're conditioned to think like this, oftentimes when we hear something said enough, if it's said with enough confidence, if it's a said with enough logic, if we can connect the dots, we just believe it to be true. And we good at, get good at doing that very quickly. That is believing that things are true without questioning them. And this is rife in something like powerlifting because there is no standardized approach. There's no system that says, this is what a squat is, a bench press, a deadlift is, this is how you approach it, this is how you coach it, this is how you understand it, this is what the movement is, this is what it means, this is how we do everything around it. There is one system, it's the Zero Coach Development System. There's a plug for you. Um, but that's, that's exactly why I created that system because nothing exists. And I know nothing exists because I've been searching for it for like a decade trying to get better at coaching. And so as a result, everyone's left to their own devices. Every coach listening to this will empathize with this journey, right? You either do your Cert 3 and 4 in fitness, your diploma, whatever you do to get into coaching people. You go into coaching people feeling like you know nothing, feeling like you're unprepared because those courses don't really prepare you to do what you need to do. And then what you end up doing is spending years or months and years just figuring it out. And as you figure it out, you find trends. As you find trends, you stick to those trends and you develop your own system uh, organically. You don't ever think about it. It just starts to happen. You just find that if you say this a certain way, it works. You don't think about that happening in the process you just get a couple of years down the line and be like, oh yeah, that's true. That's how I've gotten to this point. I've just been doing. Now, as we sort of uh, are entering or are balls deep in this Instagram phase, you know, Instagram information phase, a lot of people are now doing the opposite or, or are, are learning things in reverse in the sense that coaches already have this practical skill because they've been doing it for years. They've just had to figure it out. And now they're getting exposed to a lot of just information. 
like this new breed of coaches that have never lifted anything and never coached anyone, but know everything, you know, no biomechanics, no human movement, no, um, know all the technical stuff, but don't have that practical experience. And the reality is we need a bit of both, right? We need to understand how some of what is uh, theoretical changes when you apply it to practice. Some of the context changes when you apply it to practice. And some of the practical stuff is very, very useless without the theoretical, like we need a bit of both. And so um, you see a lot of coaches these days completely changing their framework of coaching because they're you know, really buying into certain methodologies, certain practices, certain systems, um, and just soaking them all up, being like, this person's obviously smart, they know their stuff, and ignoring the anecdotal experience, the practical experience that they've gathered along the way. There's not necessarily anything wrong with that until you start, you know, getting into a more dogmatic approach uh, where you're just doing things because you believe them to be true and you're not critically thinking about these things. So um, I'm trying to think of a really prominent practical example, uh, probably not the best, but a, a really easy one to understand that I can think of right off the top of my head um, is the shift that happened with bracing in general. Like, and I, I'm coming from a very powerlifting perspective when I talk about this. Uh, in the past, powerlifting bracing was very much like, hey, brace like I'm going to punch you in the stomach, push it out into your belt and hold that. Um, you know, then it turned into 360 bracing. Then it turned into the breathing drills on the floor and all of this sort of stuff. And it's all a very incomplete approach. And it works for a lot of people because you can fluke your way with an incomplete approach, just like pushing your knees out. Do the knees need to go out on a squat? Should they go out on a squat? Well, no. Should they go on in a squat? Well, no, they should be in a stable position creating torque at the hip, right? Uh, most people's issue is that they can't access that position or they fall in. So the cue of knees out is to get them to align in, in another position, but knees too far out is a bad thing, right? So you get all these people saying knees out, knees out, knees out, um, and over time ending up in, in positions or ending up with people that are running into problems because of this, this cure, this indoctrinated approach where you know, you, you get obsessed with this this visual idea. Now you get all the theory people coming back and saying, well, no, that's a bad thing. Uh, you know, actually knees going in is a good way to produce power and that's what sh we should be doing. Um, coming back to the breathing thing, you know, think of 360 breathing. We never stop and just think, does this apply? Does this work? We just listen to what other people say about it. And if it sounds good enough, we tend to just buy into it. What we really need to be thinking is, does this connect the dots in a logical fashion that makes sense uh, and, and using ridiculous examples to try and figure that out. So, you know, you see someone breaking down in a squat. You see someone's knees caving in horrendously in a squat. Um, and you see someone saying, well, knees out is a bad cue. I agree with that. But then you see in the, in the next breath, understanding um, this idea of stabilizing the hip and a great way to target that is to do a front foot elevated split squat, ipsilaterally loaded with a four kilo kettlebell. It's like, yeah, that is a great way to target stability in the hip for that reason, you know, for that purpose or for that, that load. The first question that we need to ask once we get exposed to that, it could be great logic, can make heaps of sense, is how do we connect the dots between that and someone squatting a max weight. Like an extreme example, if someone's doing this and they're a 320 kilo squatter, how do we take a six kilo or four kilo kettlebell front foot elevated split squat and actually make it applicable to a 350 kilo squat? Because the 350 kilo squat, 320 kilo squat, whatever I said, is going to win every time. Same thing. Okay, well, pushing into your belt is a dumb cue. 360 bracing is a dumb cue. 
let's understand the breathing system. And when we understand the breathing system, we understand that bracing happens on the exhale. So I can see that you've got a, a bad brace when you're squatting 300 kilos. Let's get you to lie on the ground and do this bracing drill so you can understand exhale and, and uh, access this position and get the feel for it. It's like, yeah, that's great. Creating that feel when you're fighting against 320 kilos on your, on your back is a whole different story. We have to understand how can we scale this up in a logical fashion to actually impact the weight that we are trying to lift. This is what I mean when I talk about we need to think about this critically. We need to ask these questions because it's so easy to buy into this dogma or buy into this theoretical approach and forget the idea of scale. Forget the idea that we have to turn these ideas into something practical for the person that is trying to lift a max weight. And these things on their own uh, don't have a lot of stock. These things on their own are going to be important as part of a broader system. Our job is to figure out what that system is and how we can scale these issues up through that system to start to target the top end numbers of the top end weights. This happens uh, uh, dramatically through all aspects of coaching. We need to think critically about cues that we hear and that we use. Is the cue actually talking to what we want the person to do? When you hear someone say an elaborate explanation about how pulling the bar apart is a fantastic way to stimulate scapular attraction, to create stability through the shoulders when you're performing a bench press, you should be pulling the bar apart. This is going to create huge gains for your bench press. The first question we have to ask is what is that cue actually telling someone to do? And on top of that, can this cue be messed up? Can you pull the bar apart without retracting your scaps? If you can say yes to that question, then it's not a good cue to use. When it comes to cueing, there's an earlier episode on cueing. Go back and watch that because that's a handy episode. When it comes to cueing, we have to think both ge geographically and biomechanically, how close can we get what we're to what we're telling the person to do? So in that example, yeah, you can have a great example, for, uh, a great explanation for pulling the bar apart for scapular retraction. Why not just say, retract your scaps? Uh, in, in language that makes sense, like pinch between your shoulder blades, you know, squeeze your shoulder blades together. That's telling the person what you want them to do with their body instead of using some convoluted or um, disconnected language to try and get them to access a certain position. That's the way we need to be thinking across the board is, is this thing actually doing what we want it to do? Is it actually serving us in the way that we want us, it, it to serve us? Uh, and we, the, the more confident that we are in our own system, the easier it gets to sift through the bullshit that's out there. If you're not confident with your system, buy my system. Do the Zero Coach Development course. <laughs> All right. I hope that helps. Uh, I know that was a bit rambly and, and, and ravey, but um, if you'd like me to expand on anything that you've heard, if you have any other topic suggestions, please let me know. I'd love to talk about this stuff. I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.